Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of the World with Nate podcast. This podcast was created to shed light on some of the stories and lessons that we accrue during our time here. My hope is that those stories will bring us all together in this thing that we all call life. My hope for this podcast episode is that you find it both enlightening and enjoyable. So, sit back and relax. I want you to enjoy the ride. Special thanks to my friend Buck Kurt of Hawkeye Storage and Consulting for helping me bring Season 2 of The World with Nate to YouTube. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of The World with Nate. Today, you heard a little bit about what we're going to chat yeah. about. Um, this is something that is close to my heart, as you guys know. Um, Laura Hand is with me today. Laura started her own business, Laura Lou Experience Design, and that is what we're chatting a little bit about. She markets in the canna- cannabis industry. So, Laura, thank you for taking yeah, the time to come on. thank you for inviting me. It's going to be yeah. a good conversation. I'm excited, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has always been something that I've been interested in, but uh, most recently I took it upon myself to get my medical card and take it in my hands, uh, my health. So I'm excited that you are here and we get to chat about it because there's a lot of stuff that I think we can clear up. Absolutely. Hell yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about yourself. You're a marketer by uh, trade and design. Mm-hmm but you're in the cannabis industry now. Yeah. What did, what did it start look like? Uh, well, so branding and marketing. So I started out uh, at a local company and worked there for 17 years. Here in, in Cedar Falls? In, it's Waterloo. Okay. And um, the first company I worked for was a digital agency. And so I was the creative director, UX, kind of front-end um, account manager for 13 years. And we did a lot of websites, you know, search engine optimization um, for banking clients and healthcare. So both heavily regulated. Yeah. And they are trying to educate their end consumers, especially the healthcare side. So, you know, the the customers were a lot of times in the healthcare field, independent, and they lacked the resources or or they're cause driven. So it's really hard for them to market themselves because they are a respiratory therapist or a physical therapist. Um, And so we did a lot of websites developing the content to help caregivers and patients understand their options. So um, being in that space taught me a lot for getting into this, which I know we'll get to, but I, I'm a you know graphic designer, web designer. I love technology and bringing using visuals as a, a common language to explain things. It's a great denominator yep. to bring people together, and, and I loved it. And so I grew in that space and um, got you know really enjoyed it. And so after the 13 years there, I was promoted to be VP of marketing for the sister, the parent corporation. And it's a membership organization, so our it was all built on personal relationships, impactful experiences, and uh, I learned just a ton to be outside of transactions and to actually learn about membership mindset. Okay. And it's very different when you are treating a customer as a member versus just a, a client or a transaction. To make money off of them once and be done with them? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's, it's, it's how you treat them is differently. Okay. And so when you are thinking they're going to buy my goods and move on, that's a lot different than I want to help this person through the entire journey of them being a business. Gotcha. And so it just it changes it because you're actively trying to seek what their needs, challenges, and desires are. So that and you are and meet. Yeah, meet that and exceed it and anticipate what their future needs are. Gotcha. Yeah, so it really taught me 
a lot on how to understand people, be empathetic towards their needs. Um, and then and look at a whole picture. Yeah. That's just not the yeah. end result, the final product. Yeah. And it, and people aren't always able to communicate what their needs and challenges right. are. and they Or they may tell you what they think they are. But when you are looking at, I always call it the white space, but just the the ethnographics, what they're doing on a daily basis, um, what are they trying to do to accomplish their needs? If you start watching people and listening to all the other things they're saying and not saying, you really learn more about them right. and can it just feels better to be have a personal relationship with somebody that you're trying to help versus see them just as a client. Right. I 100% agree. Yeah. What took you from here in Iowa into the cannabis market? Because yeah. for me, when I heard that I knew someone close to this area, I was like, this doesn't make sense because yeah. our state, it, it is still illegal. Or yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Me. So within Iowa, we are allowed hemp CBD. Okay. Uh, with a 0.3% max. And so unless you have a medical card. Okay. And um, and so that, uh, and there's a pretty small list of exceptions to be able to get that medical card. Uh, other states, it varies, and um, they have a lot more allowances. Uh, why I got into it is because my family. Uh, okay. And so a very personal story of um, 13 years ago, I lost my brother to a massive heart attack. He was age 25. Wow, so very young. Um, yep. Um, Sorry to hear that. Thank you. And he, he just he struggled with drug addiction, and it just wore on his heart, and it, and um, and so it took him, and obviously that devastated the family. Um, and then two years later, my father um, <coughs> was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and from diagnosis to passing was about three and a half months. Wow, quick. Yep. Um, and so he he and I were very very close. Um, and he you know, taught me a lot. He's kind of like the Clark Griswold of my life. Uh, he's very creative. And, um, and when, so when he was diagnosed, I had started learning about cannabis. And because you do all the research that you possibly can. He's been treated at Mayo yeah. Clinic. And for even as progressive as they are and were at the time, uh, they just couldn't speak to it. They're like, we don't have enough research and we just really can't help you. And so I had started on the journey of learning about it. Obviously, my father had passed, um, but towards the end, like the pain, you know, your brain regulates pain. And when it's not able to regulate um, or help, like he was in a lot of pain. And we were feeding him liquid morphine every half an hour. And right. he became a zombie. And and obviously, it's gut-wrenching. And, and he passed. Um, and through my previous employer, we had actually started a division through uh, of cannabis so we were going to start helping um bring together services for those in the industry which was progressive and awesome yeah. and i rose my hand like please please super ahead of the time yeah yeah and so back in 2017 i got to go to mj bizcon which is the largest trade show for those in cannabis in vegas okay. um on average it brings about 20 to forty thousand people from across the world together and so when I saw that and saw of all varieties, all varieties. Yeah. And so I just I had my own stigma and of just like my perception of what I was the bias of what I seen growing up and, you know, the dare generation. I was a dare kid, too. Oh, we all were. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, just, you know, it's devil's lettuce and just all yeah. these bad things. Reefer madness. Yeah. And and so when I went to that show and walked around to see the legitimacy of everyone and it was all walks of life and everything from lighting to um you know to nutrients in the soil to 
bakery equipment. I mean, you name it, it was there. I mean, it's, it's, it was like six football fields of wow. exhibitors and education. And I just came back like, oh, my gosh, this is a real thing. Like, we've we've got to learn more about this in the Midwest. Um, and so that that was part of the journey as well. And really, as things kept on moving on, um, I just felt more of a calling to to go off on my own, which I never thought I would ever do. Spending the amount of time you did in the arena that you did and earning the title, you know, and yeah. what comes with it. Yeah. It's wild to me that you made a switch when you did. I, I think a lot of people don't want to give up what's in one hand for the opportunity of what could be in the other. You just kind of hold on to what you have. and Comfort's a two-edged sword. Yeah. And um, and I've always been one that I, I just have to push out my comfort zone all the time. If I'm comfortable, it's time to move. So, um, and again, like I felt it was almost 17 years of a boot camp to train me of all the things I needed to learn, which were how to navigate a highly regulated industry, how to learn about people where they're at so you can meet them and provide the solutions that need to be there, uh, learning just a, of stories and, um, and being empathetic to them, and then having my own personal story. Uh, anybody that you meet in cannabis, they will usually start an interaction with what's your personal relationship with cannabis? How did you? Yeah, what's your why? Um, and I have a very powerful one because I, I'm in this to help other families avoid the outcome of what I had mm-hmm. and have. Um, there are so many stories that of women and, and families that have erased cancer from their themselves, helped with pain, anxiety, uh, and just it goes on and on and on. And um, so after I decided to go on my own, I actually retired for about a year and a half just to unbecome. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of my identity was tied up in this corporate image and I wanted to figure out like what I wanted to do when I grew up. So I just, I took that year and a half just to, and it was during COVID. So I could do as many video chats with people as possible versus traveling. Yeah. And I just spent it learning. So I went on every networking um, event that there was. Um, and one of the first ones was women in plant medicine. And I met so many women healers that are out there that are trying to build businesses because of themselves or family members, you know, helping them. Yeah. So I just got to learn and figure out where, what the needs and challenges were of the women out there. And that's my primary focus is trying to help women in this space. Um, and then I decided that's how I built my business was trying to figure out how do I take all of my passions expertise. and expertise and apply it to those that really need my help. Absolutely. Yeah. Heck yeah. And your own story of cannabis that so closely can relate to so many people and the feelings of disparity that go along with the nastiness of cancer. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, not drug addiction, drug addiction, opioid. I mean, people are just, and you were saying it earlier, just that's the immediate response, um, that we're given is here's a cocktail of things and good luck. Here's a pill. Here's a pill. Good yeah, luck on yeah, the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it's really unfortunate. And it's um, and there's just a better way. And it just needs more education and, and light brought to it. Absolutely. In the same regard, um, though, I was someone who would just accept the easy fix. And for me, cannabis hasn't been the easy fix. It's provided me a light into some places that I needed to explore mm-hmm. and some things that I needed to fix about myself. 
and that's something that I think needs to be highlighted as well. Like it might not be that it is just an easy fix. That's not the answer sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and even cannabis is not an easy fix. Like, no, <laughs> it's it's a journey, and there are uh, you know the I guess the nice thing is that everybody's learning. Even you know what we call the OGs in California, where a lot of this started in San Francisco, um, which was originally was helped help with AIDS and pain, and, and in so California, in, in San Francisco, yeah, and that's really where a lot of the story starts or restarts because of um, um, when it became illegal. But it's it there are, just we lack education, we lack research, and that's all changing. Um, there's higher institutions now giving out masters for cannabis education, medicine, cultivation. cultivation. Yeah, when you were and, saying those things, so I I used to be aware of that stuff, but back then when I was paying attention to it, it was one or two places where you could learn how to grow, and yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Now they have like Ganjier programs where you just like a sommelier. Like you learn smells and wow. everything about the plant, so that you're able to kind I mean, of have that certification. We do it with, with beer, alcohol, uh-huh. you know. So yeah. why can't those same things apply? Absolutely, and uh, I think in the Midwest we just have again with the education. Um, we are we're just very good at listening to other people and trusting exactly what they tell us. Right. And I think it's the time that we become our own best advocates and learn and research on our own to make our own informed decisions. 100% agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's opened up a whole new world to me. Yeah. Um, speak about the, the gray area inside of the cannabis. You had spoke a little bit earlier about the things you're doing to help the women. We had said that there's limited banking opportunities. How are people dealing with that? Oh, gosh. Okay. So because federally, it still remains illegal. Correct. With certain exceptions inside the FDA. Yep. With programs, right? Yep. Uh, but so, they're not actively studying? Yes, there, there's active okay. studies. And so um, there have been more and more institutions that have been allowed to be able to start doing clinical research and clinical trials. Right. Yep. Um, so the gray area. Uh, so imagine, so being in marketing and advertising, when you have a product, you talk about features, benefits, and you show pictures of it, and you show pictures of what it does um, and the people that use it. And so when you get into cannabis, you're not right. able to say the name. You're not able to say what it does. You're not able to really talk about the ingredients or show the product. Because so, those things are considered explicit or, and illegal. Correct, because it's still considered a drug. So um, it makes it really hard for people to market their products. Yeah. And when you think about Facebook, you know, Instagram, uh, and you, you know, just Google searches YouTube, when they ban all of that thing, all those things, it's incredibly hard to do any type of search engine optimization. And yeah, especially in today's market, yeah. social media is. Yeah, you can't do any paid advertising. And, um, and so it's incredibly hard for them to be able to talk about things. And so we have to think about things in a different way. And that's why I talk about the membership mindset is it, it comes down to thought leadership and education. And so that's almost exclusively what I uh, ed- educate my customers on is okay. it is an opportunity to, sh- to give a platform to those to tell their stories um, because that's not banned. If a person gets on um, YouTube and talks about this is how the plant impacted me, yes. that's okay. So, gotcha. Yeah, um, and, and then thought leadership and education. So on the websites, like providing 
information about the endocannabinoid system, which is your internal regulation system that everybody has. And think of it like a, um, a, an apartment building where you have all your different tenants and you have one apartment that is playing really loud music, which would be inflammation and pain. Um, you know, that starts impacting the rest of the building. And so with your endocannabinoid system, cannabis creates homeostasis and helps create calm and just ease within that entire apartment complex. And our body already has this inside it. Of it already has it. And uh, so those are cannabinoids. And it's something that's naturally derived. It's part of us. And this plant already, like, it f- finds that homeostasis and just it, is just at ease and at home with us. And so it's just a natural thing. Um, and so I got completely off a tangent there. That's that, okay. Yeah, the, I'm glad that you said that because I know that, but I can't articulate that. Well, and uh, and that is something that's important. It is, and and that's why everybody is on a different path with their journey of learning about cannabis. And so it's just good to assume it to start 101. And that's why going back to the website and education, um, if they just did that, um, they can build up awareness and consideration for their brand. Right. Which ties into why I do customer experience design and customer journey mapping, because regardless of cannabis, it's knowing the needs, desires, and challenges of the people that you serve and thinking about their journey as a customer. So there's always the pre, the during, and the post of that transaction or event or experience. Whatever you're offering. Yep. And in the pre, it's awareness and consideration to get to that purchase, which is what are you offering and why should I consider you compared to somebody else. And so in that awareness and consideration, education is a huge way of establishing credibility right. and having customer reviews and those stories right. because people are trying to be, become their own advocates and research before they make a purchasing decision, which is great. Right, that's what and we want. We that's want empowered what we want. people. And, and so with those websites and using LinkedIn, which is a phenomenal platform for cannabis at businesses, and um, you know, using IG and those social platforms, and especially email marketing, because when you think about your paid, earned, and owned media, uh, Facebook and Instagram can shut you down in Whenever an instant. They want. Yeah, and cannabis, so many people are shadow banned and taken down with no reason, and they don't get it back, or sometimes they can, uh, but it's incredibly tough. And so another way is. Is, is owning your media, which is email marketing is a great way of doing that. Yep. You have direct communication with your consumers and prospects, and it's a great way to help elevate them and, and lift them up with education. So those are the things that you push for when you're introducing this. Yeah, to, you know? and, um, and building an experience version, vision. So through customer experience design, um, the kind of mad lib is what's the change in the world that you're trying to make for the people you serve in like three to five years? And so that after the end of their journey with you, possibly, what, how did you impact their life for the better through outcomes and feelings? So if you have that, that's something your entire team and your culture can all be behind and all march towards, like a stake in the sand. If you know what you're trying to do to help people, then you have a great culture. Common you have, goal. Yeah, a common goal. You can build your entire business plan around that. All of the what you say and hold yourself to is built around those outcomes so you can track, measure, and improve those. Nowhere in any of this was it um, portrayed as something that is going to get you high. Yeah. How are we How are we changing that? Yeah. Because we had talked earlier, you know, devil's lettuce or 
the things that have came along with it, you can't function if, if you choose to partake in this or whatnot. How are, how are we doing that in the marketing space? How are we changing those things? Really good education, but not everybody wants that feeling. Right. Uh, they're going into it because of pain, anxiety, or other things. It's not just always ailments as well. Um, that's one thing I will push back on companies for is I'm, I'm lucky to not suffer from anything really than other than migraines. Um, I just want help maybe on focusing on my creativity and uh, to be able to get to sleep because my mind's always racing. Okay. So and these are all things that in the past we didn't even know that this could help with. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And things like uh, mindset and setting. And so using different cultivars, which is varieties of the plant, which, you know, when you think about certain plants like lavender has a terpene, lavender is very calming. Um, that has one effect on your body, whereas those same terpenes are in cannabis as a plant, but it has all the terpenes. And so in this one plant, you have um, your cannabinoids, your flavonoids, and your terpenes. Those are the three primary makes, makeup of the plant. And that makes it taste? Well, the flavonoids are actually the scent. Okay. The terpenes are the desired effect on your body. Okay. So terpenes are actually like the new queen that you should be thinking about other than just the cannabinoids. Cannabinoids are your CBD, your CBG, CBDA, CBDG. Uh, there's, there's, I think, actively 140 varieties of just those cannabinoids and in the research right now. they all differently with your body. All interact. And, and depending on how you pair those three things together, have different effects as well. Wow. So that's both like really great. And challenging right. because as a new patient going in, it's it's not just an easy try this and see how it works. It's trying to figure out what are you using it for, and not just um, it might not just be one thing. So we were talking about in the morning it might be creativity and focus. In the afternoon, it might be recovery of your muscles after you've had a really hard workout. Yeah. Um, in the evening, you're just trying to relax a little bit and unwind from the day. And maybe right before sleep, you, you want good sleep and be able to not be aching. So you take something different. Right. So of all those varieties, you may be trying different cultivars throughout the day. Right. And with uh, the progression of, and the legality of this, we'll be able to study it more and study. have a better understanding of how mm -hmm. those things interact. Yeah, and, and there's neat things happening with um, color coding and things like that. So you can go in, uh, I was talking to a data company that they are building an app that you can put in, you know, at this time, I'm, I want to be creative and focused. Wow. And it will give you color code of terpenes and, and what products in store they have available for that desired that effect. That will work towards that. Yep. Wow. And it's not just all, you know, smoking. I mean, there's um, there's transdermal patches, there's salves, there's creams, there's um, Pills, tinctures, yeah. oil that goes underneath the tongue, which is uh, because of our bioavailability in our mouth that absorbs into our system a lot faster and integrates better versus going through the digestive system. Um, but depending on the modality of taking it also has different effects on your body. So that's why um, I usually recommend, like if within Iowa, yes, you can get your medical card, but there's also cannabis nurses. And so there are nurses that serve Iowa 
and luckily we have um, you know legal neighbors that can help us as well. Right. And those cannabis nurses are highly trained and ready to help. And so with real formal education, these are oh absolutely these aren't former drug addicts. No, these, people these are, are taught yeah. taught this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they've spent their life being nurses, have seen the impact, positive impact of cannabis, and decided to go back to school, be certified in this to make a jump because mm-hmm. they want to be, not because yeah. they have to be. Yep, and so what they do is they work with patients. Um, and when I say patient, everybody's a patient. Cannabis is about wellness. It's not just whether you have something that you're trying wrong to wrong with you, or it's just overall wellness, spirituality, mind, body, soul. And so they'll work with you on what your desired goals are, uh, what's the life that you're trying to get to, and then if you are, uh, this doesn't just eliminate Western medicine either. I mean, there's been lots of great things that have come out of Western medicine as well. And so sometimes it's just understanding how those things work together in your body and it can interact right. because it's very important as well. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's so deep. <laughs> we achievers. Um, you had spoke on your uh, what brought you into it and that is amazing. And then to be able to incorporate that into the marketing piece, it just seems like such a better fit for what we're trying to do and get rid of the stigmas Mm -hmm. than selling the product, worrying about the final end product. Yeah, and with that education, there's a perception there's a ton of money in this space, the green Mm -hmm. rush. Um, And that's not always the case. It's it's incredible. You have to be in this for And the end consumer, when you're seeing how much a little quantity of, of the of whatever you decide to purchase is, you know, a hundred dollars for a gram in some cases for yeah. medical grade. And it's like, that's outrageous. It only, it adds up to millions and millions of dollars, mm-hmm. but speak on that. Cause yeah. you cleared that conception out. Yeah. Uh, so California is probably having the hardest time of right now. Uh, and so there's taxation at every point and my number is not right, but an estimate of like 20% of that $300 would actually go to the seller. Like the rest of it is 80% per yeah, se. Yeah. Is, a larger is percentage of huge it. Huge is going to the license fees, taxation on every step of the way. Um, and so to be legal in this market requires a ton of work on those caregivers to be able to, to provide that yeah. uh, insurance and just everything. So it's, it's incredibly hard for them to stay in business right now. Um, and that's why People often come in and ask what your personal relationship to cannabis is. Like, are you in here for the, the money because you think it's going to be quick? Right. Or are you here for the long haul, knowing that it's going to be a journey? Right. Like, you're, it's not a get rich. That's an easy way of judging. Oh, it is. It's like that in podcasting, too. Yeah. Like, if you're expecting to be a millionaire at this, it's probably not for you. Yeah. Well, and so in this industry, um, it's all about community. And it's a very small circle, like anything. But yeah. uh, if everybody's testing each other constantly because they've been burned. Right. And so even when I get into it, um, somebody will ask who I know and I'll have to talk to two or three other people to kind of get a good idea on that person. And we all do that for each other. And so if I vouch for somebody, they're like, ah, you know, they're good. So it's Um, a a very network driven community. Absolutely. And it has to be. You guys don't have the support of very many other people except yourselves. Well, and if you think about the, the value chain of from cultivation to it being sold in a, in a dispensary, um, it is so difficult for every step along the way because you can't really even Google for services. Right. And so um, 
if you are trying you to get yourself out there, knowing. yeah. And so if you are needing insurance or um, compliance or somebody to help you with your application process, like you can't just find the answer. You, yeah, yeah. It's all on the people that you know in your community. Wow, I can see how how it is easy to fail at that. You're not mm-hmm. definitely not set, set up for success. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so that's why I help women primarily. Um, you know, they they are caregivers. I mean, it, and it's a female plant, and and so when they can't get loans from a bank, like a lot of time is friends and family raise, uh, which as an entrepreneur, that's incredibly tough to do anyway. And then when you're trying to prove ROI and market yourself and get this product to market and, you know, packaging and licensing and all of that, like it's incredibly tough. Yeah. Daunting. Yeah. When all you're trying to do is help people. You're trying to just help yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the red tape's yeah. there for a reason though. We know that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. That is wild to me. <clears throat> Are you nervous about the federal government being that you're employed with inside of this market? Or do you think the tides are turning? Being that, you know, we're a little bit older and we've seen where it was completely frowned upon, stepping on eggshells, you can't even say the word. Yeah. It's um I I we're close. We're very close. And so And what does close mean? <laughs> federal legalization Federally decriminalization okay uh, so and I'll that sp- opens the door to what yeah so i'll speak on that's my personal opinion and depending on who you speak to it's all very different right. um the decriminalization allows us to be able to start banking uh because then the industry the industry will be able to start using banking services like you know imagine having dispensary or an online shop and, you know, people can't use credit cards. And so, I mean, it's just it every difficult. step of the process is so difficult. So decriminalization would help with banking, which would be great. The, the other big aspect <coughs> are those that are still in federal prisons serving up to life sentences for having small amounts of this plant. And so there's currently 40 to 50,000 people in federal prisons that some of them are like have spent 26 years of their entire life in a cell for having a little bit of this plant. And now there's people making millions of and dollars off the backs of this And plant. so there are so many great social causes out there trying to help um, with these, trying to advocate for these individuals. It would be nice if some of that revenue could be written into somehow helping those people, and especially so, if they want to be involved inside of the community. Yeah, and so social equity applicants is, depending on each state, the uh, great in theory has been poor execution right. uh, and it's all brand new it's brand new well. but still like in each state what they're trying to do is provide a certain percentage of applications just to those with social equity um, ties and so you know people of color uh, minorities are able to apply for a, an application to be able to sell or cultivate cannabis and they're supposed to get approved at a higher rate mm-hmm supposed to right and so there have been many states that have had delayed um, progress with that and so the social equity applicants are not actually getting those licenses but others still are so it's still and you're asking yourself. <laughs> happening right. um, and it can get better so there are so many great passionate groups out there that are trying to make that better oh yeah what would you like listeners to know specifically about cannabis before we wrap this up what is one thing that you think is important yeah it's that uh, a lot of people will call it a miracle plant, and I still believe that it is, but I don't want to make it sound like it isn't an easy 
one and done. Like um, it takes respect and education to learn about everything that this plant can do and has done. I mean, since the time of 500, 600 BC, this plant was used in everyday purposes everywhere, all over the world, multiple accounts, stories. Um, and not just like, you know, if you think about the, we've talked a lot about like the THC side and, and, but there's, you know, with hemp, I mean, hemp fiber has been used since the dawn rope, of time, stre- rope, yeah, strength. buildings. I mean, you know, being able to replace concrete with hempcrete, um, it's fire retardant for being able to use for apparel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're using it in the ocean to clean up oil spills. I mean, it's just can be used everywhere and used to be like the victory gardens and for war. Like, and, and so it's just so unfortunate in the last 30 years that that was all stopped and erased and erased. <laughs> yeah. So it's wild. To yeah. Me. It's, um, there are wonderful resources out there. Uh, many websites will teach you and then, um, otherwise just ask, it's okay to talk about it. That's the thing with the stigma is the only way to get over it is just to start having more conversations around it. Oh yeah. So exactly. you know, we're both I had to have people. On. Yeah. The both people, you know, we've got two individuals here that love to talk about it. Absolutely. Uh, we're gonna have like a 50 part series. Yeah. Yeah. This is part <laughs> to talk one. Talk about <laughs> this. And, uh, and just, um, to learn and just be open really is just open. to be open. Yeah. yeah. What, and what works for me might not work for you. Correct. You might not want the same things that yeah. I want out of it. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it is we can find middle ground and work towards a coming common understanding. Yeah. And when if you do go into a dispensary, it's okay. I know it's sometimes intimidating, but it's okay to ask questions and um, and, and just help them guide you through the process and just ask as many questions as possible and see what your options are. And always try something low. Always start low and slow. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's unfortunate. That's There's so many important. people that have the experience of trying for the first time and taking way too much and having a bad experience and then warding it off. Right. And then, of course, saying that story to everybody, too. And so those are a lot of the stories that we do here. Right. Yeah. When we need to change that low and slow. You know, if you've never done it before, don't go all guns out the gate. Yeah, mindset and settings. So think about why you're using it. It should be an intentional use. Yeah, huge, huge. If someone wants to learn more about uh, using cannabis for their wellness, what's the best advice you can give them? Well, there's really great books out there. Uh, uh, Dr. Goldstein has a book called Cannabis as Medicine, which is fantastic. It walks and I will through, link those as well. Yeah. Um, it just walks you through the um, biology of the plant. And that we talked about those three major components, yeah. why they're important, um, and then how she actually walks through all the different things like pain, anxiety, cancer, and how the plant can help with those different things. Um and then, you know, there's great websites like the Kenigma.com and um, a couple other that I'll, I'll give to awesome. you to, I'll to link. Those yeah. We had talked earlier but prior to the recording that who knows, maybe someday we will be taking trips to yeah. sister states. And yeah. Uh, one thing I'm trying to do. Um, so Alyssa Gardner is kind of my partner in crime. Uh, okay. She was the first female hemp farmer here Very in cool. Iowa. Very cool. And has her own brand. Um, and she does the best she can to educate as well. And okay. so she and I just clicked and hit it off. And last summer we went to California to, to you know, try it out. So we went to several, um, I had a good friend out there that's a tour operator and he's an OG in the industry. 
and he took us to a couple different grows and we got to glamp and you know, and meet the farmers and um, it's so different. It was such a a personal and spiritual um, opportunity to learn more about the plant and where here. it's coming from and just its history and and then I learned about like, just the crazy new things. So um, I was telling you earlier, there's you know people are shifting from having alcohol at their weddings to now doing cannabis weddings. Right. There's cannabis spas. If you think about using um, any type of oil for your body, like using CBD is great. Uh, and then, uh, you know, using different cultivars will change your senses or enhance your hand- senses for going on hikes or going to an art museum or the way that you taste food. And so make it uh, even better. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm the marketing chair for the Cannabis Travel Association International. So Very cool. the idea is um, to learn about the world and what's going on across the, um, different countries for tourism and travel in regards to the cannabis and psychedelics. Very, very cool. Yeah. And that's what you're working on right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm working on right now. And that partner in crime, Alyssa and I are trying to locally uh, within the Sierra Valley, bring together people to ask. It's just a safe space for people to ask questions and learn. Um, and then organize some of those trips to be able to go out and, and experience it firsthand. Trips for now, hopefully someday soon. We are keeping people right here in our state. If yep. we could capitalize on our agriculture yep. and u- use it, who knows what we could do with yeah, that plant. I think 30% of uh, Illinois' um, revenue of cannabis is from out-of-state people. So uh, yeah, there is a lot to from. be gained if right. we, we did in Iowa. Right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Before you get out of here, i got to take you to the firing range. Okay. Quick this or that questions. This episode of the firing range is sponsored by Joe and Brittany Wilson at Vine Valley. They are licensed separately with over 30 years living right here in the Cedar Valley. You don't have to be moving, buying, or selling your house. If you want to know your options, contact them. Joe, you can contact him at 319-486-8115 and Brittany at 319-230-6922. Joe and Brittany, thank you for your continued support of the podcast. I truly appreciate it. I would not be able to do this without you guys and all the great sponsors. Without any further ado, sorry, <laughs> I already put it down. Laura, are you ready for your yes, firing range? Yes, I am. So the first question is, test the waters or dive in the deep end? Ooh, gosh, I'm like a middle. Uh, <laughs> you have to choose half, one? I'm, I'm going to dive. I'm going to dive. Glass half full or half empty? Always half full. Ranch or ketchup? Ranch. <laughs> Salsa or guacamole? Guac. Driver or passenger? Driver. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Are you a city girl or countryside? Uh, city. Group project or solo work? Group. Organized space or a messy desk? Ooh, see, I think you should, should always be both. Okay. A little bit of both. <laughs> Sorry. There's <laughs> different reasons for each, yeah. right? Smart, do you want to be the smartest person in the world or would you rather be the richest person in the world? smartest and awesome that is your final question thank Thank you so much for for having me this was a great conversation if people want to contact you where's the best space if they have questions yeah customerdelightprocess.com okay otherwise i'm on all the social channels so and i will link all of those and get the listeners that thank Thank you you. i appreciate your time have a great day and for you listening you can catch all of the episodes previous episodes there's 39 now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of season two is on YouTube. Thanks to our amazing sponsors. Thank you and have an amazing week. Special thanks to my friend Katie Hine at Mattress by Appointment Cedar Falls for her sponsorship of season two of The World with Nate.